You're listening to the Foreign and International Medical Graduate Show, a podcast to inspire physicians in the process of immigration to the United States and access to graduate medical education. We create meaningful and helpful content that motivates medical students and doctors throughout the world with the goal of creating a community that supports itself and gives feedback to each other, that stays updated with the most recent tips and advice on how to make it in America and become a successful resident or fellow in the speciality of your dreams. Dr. Alonso Osorio is board certified and residency trained in both emergency and family medicine and will be bringing you 20 years of his personal experiences, struggles and motivation. We'll be chatting with people like you to talk about the lessons they've learned along their personal path, how to make an impact and how we can all benefit from it. Also, we'll analyze the current resources available and how to benefit from them. Thanks for joining us. Please enjoy the show. Hello, guys, and here I am, your host, Dr. Alonso Osorio. And I am excited to record episode number 40. It's, it's incredible. Uh, December 30th of 2019 was the first time that after three years of planning this project is when I really had the guts and decided that by the end of the year, I had to have something accomplished. And I said, 2020 is going to be a fantastic year. It's going to be a year of new things, new things for my family, new personal goals. And who knew? 2020 came out to be the craziest year for humankind, I would say for the last 100 years because we haven't lived anything alike this pandemic for quite a while, for a century or so. So having said that, 2020 came with so many personal and professional changes. 2019 was a year in which I was uh, practicing as an associate medical director, as a medical director in my uh, previous job, you know, I have only seven days left of what's my current job, and I will be having a whole month's gap of no job, and I will be starting my new job on the 16th of September, so I'm going to be having plenty of time off to be working in our project, wrapping up new things, wrapping up my new website. And to go into details about that, I know that I've been giving you some uh, heads up on what's going to be this new project. So it's going to be called OsorioMD.com. So if you go right now into OsorioMD.com, you will see a welcoming landing page that will say something cool is about to come. Right now, I'm wrapping up this project with my Colombian website designer and advertisement advisor uh, today actually i have my photo shoot for the website to make it more up to date more professional a little bit fresh so you guys get to know me a little bit better on what i do on a regular basis and just bring you this whole new interface and there you will have links specifically taking you to my YouTube channel that is going to have some more content, some more audiovisual material, more of me with hopefully weekly video clips about my life, what I'm doing, 
and branching out to you to be a little bit more of an influence, not only to foreign and international medical graduates, but in general to the community out there, physicians and non-physicians, to give them bits and pieces of information on what's the the world like, the medical world specifically, and what goes through the minds of doctors on a regular basis, and what's our life like. So within the last month I've been working at this, putting a lot of thought into this website of SorryMD. As I said, the links into my YouTube channel will be there. Also, the links for my podcast will be there on the most common platforms like Pandora, YouTube, TuneIn, the Apple platform for the podcast that is the most common one available worldwide. I know that for the listeners in Asia, Asia and other countries out there, they have difficulties accessing some platforms, but we're in Ghana, G-A-A-N-A, and that's going to be a new platform in which our podcast will be available. I try to be available in many free platforms, uh, so just, just follow me. Just type for the Foreign and International Medical Graduate Podcast. Go to the current website, www.fmg-imgcast.com. Or soon in the future, you will find, find me at osoriomd.com. Having said that, I want to make you all aware that despite the fact that this year has been a crazy year, this is something that I want to brag about. Why? Because under the personal circumstances of having lost my job, you know, politically, uh, there were a lot of circumstances that I think led to the termination of my job. Reasons that are not very clear to me, but uh, those are kind of will never be revealed to me. Anyway, they blame it on pandemic COVID related low volumes. But here I am. I'm a free soul. I'm a free agent. And I'm here pretty much for you guys. I think uh, one thing that we need to get used to is about competitiveness Envy, rivalry, becoming a threat uh, professionally to co-workers and peers alike. Very common in the United States. But the mighty nasty dollar, it's what it's all about. So, so you know, the U.S. is not only about making it here, but staying competitive, staying current, staying up to date, staying on top of your game. And if you're successful, there is always people that would like to take you down and if you're standing out or if you're standing up or if you're making yourself successful you know call it business adventures like i have with the scribing company uh, business ventures like the uh, podcast that at this point in time is just a financial personal investment in life in you guys with non-for-profit efforts Actually, it is a formal company. It's called the Foreign and International Medical Graduate Podcast Limited Liability Corporation that is owned by Dr. Alonso Osorio, Osorio MD. And also, you know, I have me and my other business called Ghost Scribes that you can find this for those interested in medical scribe services at www.gogoscribes.com. And then you can find me and we offer medical scribe services for anyone interested across the United States for us to go and visit and do a free consultation. 
So taking advantage of um, of this segment, I'm going to also want to thank the uh, Next Day Podcast at nextdaypodcast.com that with their new interactive platform, make it so easy to us podcaster to log on, put in our material there, our show descriptions, the show notes, notes and Greg and James uh, Bracho, the lead uh, uh, auditor for this uh, site. You know, it's it's just an amazing service. I'm really satisfied with them. They're really affordable when you kind of look out there on what's available. And in general, you know, just feel free to visit them. I always like to like to 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 make people aware that um, when you're looking for a podcasting, editing, and mixing service, I think the next day podcast has everything available out there. And obviously, Jame and Greg have been really really kind to me. Uh, dealing with my personal needs. Uh, I'm currently trying to produce about four podcasts a month and they have a very affordable plan that I've been using. So getting back to what I said that 2020 has been a really difficult year, losing my job, etc. Also, you know, life circumstances are rather funny and I want to brag about something that really happened to me. So you guys know that I live in the Tri-County area of, uh, Hillsboro, Pinellas, and Pasco County in Tampa, Florida. And uh, there is a magazine called Tampa Magazine. And I was not aware of this having happened to me. I was actually having a normal regular day. And two weeks ago, I got a text message before I went on vacation to North Carolina. And a colleague of mine, Dr. Annie Zachariah, had made a comment on my headline on Facebook, making me aware that I had been chosen as one of the Tampa top doctors, Tampa top docs, and I didn't know how it happened. So immediately I went to the medical library in my hospital and I started looking for for what it was because he couldn't tell me right away what magazine was. And I literally, I didn't pay for this. I didn't do anything specific for it. I was just, just waiting to see uh, how I got a hold of this information and uh, literally that afternoon I got a free uh, edition of this magazine that is the edition for the August September 2020 so Tampa magazine it says top docs stories of healings and the front lines so it has a very nice chapter of what it's been like the pandemic and how the people are playing roles not only um, uh, physicians emergency physicians but providers alike in our local community of these three counties that I had just mentioned and when I found out how it works what they do is that they mail over 9,000 plus surveys to physicians in Hillsboro, Pinellas, and Pasco counties that are the three largest counties on this part of my, my uh, the United States in, in the area of Tampa, Florida, Tampa Bay area. And they also get a list uh, from the physicians by, uh, uh, from the Florida Department of Health, including medical doctors, osteopathic doctors, what they call DOs and podiatrists in every single specialty. And they send these, these uh, surveys to your peers and colleagues. So your own colleagues seems that they nominate you. So on every specialty, they fill a survey. So people that I have been directly or indirectly probably involved with on the phone or on the phone or in person through my job, they decided to choose me as one of the Tampa top Bay doctors in the category of emergency medicine slash urgent care. So I'm really, really happy to be part of this because it just kind of 
tells people that even if you lose your job, uh, I don't know what were the circumstances, why it happened, but here I am, and I have a job, obviously, because I'm not a bad doctor, nothing I have done wrong, and, um, you know, the community and my colleagues confirm that I am such a nice doctor, and my name was brought up, I'm extremely excited, uh, it's very cute, my name appears as Alonso Osorio Giraldo, and it lists my current contact information for my current job. But you know, you know where you guys can get a hold of me. There is also many refined and distinguished physicians of the local community that I have worked directly, indirectly with, that I also have trained under their teachings, and some people that I'm connected and working through the community as friends and colleagues through my kids' school, etc. And pretty much every single physician in the area that has being successful in their specialty is brought up in this magazine. So having said that, I want to let you know that I'm extremely happy about it. I feel thrilled. I feel personally fulfilled. My wife has been really supportive about it. I wanted to let you know uh, who you're dealing with, you know, my background, where I'm coming from. And well, since uh, COVID has changed the circumstances for interviewing, and I have heard that many people we like to know what it takes to go through the residency process. I did some research on how much will it cost to interview for residency in the United States. Obviously, the U.S. grads are very familiar with it. Most of the international medical graduates, meaning the U.S. citizens that are attending medical school in the Caribbean or overseas, are pretty acquainted with what it's like. But for some foreign medical grads, the people that are barely getting started on this process and don't really have a clue on how it works or currently the pricing of what it's like, I decided to kind of do my own research and come up with a little summary on how much will it cost us to interview for a residency process for this uh, period of 2020. Obviously, these are... Uh, data that are a little bit behind, probably two, three years behind, but just make the adjustments and kind of go from it. Obviously, the foreign medical grads will have to look into their specific currency and how many uh, rupees or uh, pesos, in, you know, in pounds will it cost when... Uh, you know, translated into U.S. dollars will cost you to come and interview. Obviously, the cost for interviewing will be very different for foreign graduates coming from Asia, Southeast uh, Asia. You know, obviously, I'm including India, Russia, Australia, the United Kingdom, Northern Europe, Africa, South America, Canada, and the Caribbean. So all those costs are going to be fair if you're living overseas or you already live in the United States. So please plan accordingly. And obviously, this is just a framework, some data recommendations based on what I have gathered for you guys. What else? So before I begin, I want to thank you all for reaching out to me. I got probably about 25 emails a week 
from different people, different followers, different listeners. And that's remarkable reassuring. I cannot get back with you all. I try to. I know that many of you would like to talk to me. Uh, please understand that my time is also restricted, not only for work purposes, for the things that I like to do. I do in my podcast to play tennis and mostly dedicate time to my family and loved ones that are obviously, like for many of you, the priority of my life. They're the ones that keep me grounded. They're the ones that keep me concentrated. And well, I thank you all for the fantastic feedback. Also, as we have grown, I can tell you last month was an amazing month. I had a, a record-breaking amount of downloads uh, with 2,320 which uh, I think mostly came from downloads coming from Dr. Chala's interview, which is episode number 39. That episode itself has generated a large amount of visits, specifically because it's a very relevant topic about what it's like starting from the USMLE all the way into matching into residency. So you can find him at Dr. Chala on YouTube or his Instagram. And as of today, he has 486 downloads. That's impressive. Dr. Mamoon has had 155 on his uh, uh, episode on how to make it into residency in radiology. And Dr. Terrence Julian with his uh, neurosurgeon, how to make it in America and be a neurosurgeon with his hashtag Black Lives Matter episode has downloaded 172 and Dr. Solanke, 175. Dr. Daniela Rodriguez has been very successful with all the episodes that she has generated for us. We have more than a thousand downloads just with her. And the podcast keeps growing. As I said, 2,320, which I really thank you for. So remember to make this uh, uh, worth it. Uh, I need your feedback. Please go to iTunes, any platform that will allow you to leave a podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook. We're going to also revamp the social media platforms and see how we can reach more people. And I rely on you. I rely on you to grow. So share this information. I, I was uh, contacted by somebody in India that they have a specific uh, group of about uh, uh, 60 Indian medical students that are trying to make it into America and they specifically left me a bunch of cool feedback and they were super 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 kind his name is Rajesh Kumar Dr. Kumar I want to really thank you for all this spectacular feedback I know you want me to look for an orthopedic uh, Indian doctor that made it in America I tell you, I haven't forgotten about you. I'm thinking of you guys, and I will continue to dig deep to find someone relevant in orthopedic uh, medicine to bring into our show. So, without any further delay, we're going to touch on how much it will cost you to interview for residency going to the residency path here in the United States. Well... By looking deep into this data, there is no perfect data in how much every individual will spend, and you will have to adjust that to the, your individual needs and your specific situation. Most of the hard data comes from American graduates at the medical school level, and what we found 
It's based on the financial aid office from medical school based on the website of the American Academy of Medical Colleges. Some topics from AAMC are available for free. Some foreign medical grads and international medical graduates have access due to subscriptions from their local medical school, but most of you will have to pay a small fee to get access to this fantastic amount of data uh, that is available through there. Some data obviously is rather anecdotal. I have contacts on people, people that have gone through the process recently. And in general, what we find out there is that the average spent or price tag is $3,900. So let's call it $4,000, $3,900. And it ranges somewhere in between $1,000 to $7,500. This is the medium, but like anything else in life, obviously there's people that could be spending less, some people that will be spending more, but the price tag, as I said, is about $4,000 and will be based on your specific situation. By saying that is, where do you live? Are you inside of the United States, outside the United States? How close you you will be interviewing from where you live? How far you will have to drive? Also will depend very much so in the number of applications the competitiveness of the program that you're applying to. If you really want to get into a highly competitive specialty, you will probably be interviewing into many places. Like Dr. Mamoun said, for radiology, he interviewed in more than 100 places across the United States. And this is a highly volatile number for that reason. It all depends on the specialty that you have chosen. If you're doing preliminary plus minus um, transitional years, or you're into a categorical program pathway, etc. Also, uh, in the future, we're going to bring someone to speak about the couples match. But regarding couples match, what we're going to do is just add the pricing for each individual person. So $3,900 for two people, we translate in about $7,800 $7, by doubling the median amount of the investment. Because in general, the, the, the price of interviewing as a couple doesn't change much. I mean, despite the fact that you sometimes share hotel rooms and stuff like that, you may save a little bit of money, but in general, it's just really expensive. I have spoken to an orthopedic uh, uh, resident, an orthopedic uh, PGY1, and he said that by interviewing in 18 locations, the total cost that he accrued in traveling plus applications was about $4,000. He recommended that you need to find a way to travel in, in a smart way. Choose one airline, stick to that airline. Obviously, by doing so, you build up miles um, that you can translate into tickets. There is some perks on purchasing through a credit card that is affiliated to a certain airline. He recommends that you should drive whatever you can, obviously, in a safe uh, vehicle in the United States, driving through the winter snow could be really harsh and a complicated factor. So for those foreign medical grads that are coming from subtropical, tropical countries that don't have the four seasons, please be careful at considering and planning accordingly. Probably I will advise you to get a four by four all wheel drive uh, vehicle that will allow you to navigate on the snow, plan ahead for the weather, etc. because it could be really, really hard. And it's coming from someone that lived in Iowa and had a front-wheel drive sports vehicle that didn't go well. And more than once, I spun around in the highways of Iowa and Nebraska. So be really careful with those deers crossing the highway or the little animals that 
want to become road kills uh, because I uh, step onto the brakes and definitely the the black snow, the black ice is a scary thing. And more than once I ended up on the shoulder without a significant injury, but uh, it could happen. So drive where you can, but be safe, be mindful. Try to stay with some friends and families if possible. Obviously, if you don't have any friends or family in the United States, it's going to be difficult. But if you do, try to get to a hub where they're located and try to interview within a decent distance and think about driving while staying for family or friends. Another feedback that we got is a radiology grad due to the competitiveness. You know, Dr. Mamun said 100. This guy did a 40 interviews with an average cost of 5000 for him. And uh, he obviously said that he interviewed very close to the site of Oregon where he was at. And he said that he could have saved money if he would have had prepared better and play way in advance. Some people wait for the last minute. I don't know. You know. Some of you are pretty well organized. Some people are not. He recommends to do a cluster of interviews by starting and ending at the same airport, driving to nearby uh, locations. And just by meaning clustering, try to kind of book the interviews back to back in, in nearby towns or nearby cities that you can drive around in a circle or whatever and go back to the airport where you landed to take off from there. It will probably be something really, really uh, much affordable than doing multi-site or multi-city traveling. And another general surgery applicant, he did about 10 meetings, uh, 10 interviews, spending about $5,000. He specifically used an alumni, alumni network. He used this network by building a bond and he got some advice from them and he stayed in some of their households. And this allowed him, he says, to, to get more insight into what is the process, what it was going to be like. And he feels that he really got some significant experience from it. What else? Uh, so please consider to consolidate your flights and hotels, same hotel chain. It will pay off. Remember, these hotels will give you discounts. If you do five nights, they give you an extra night or so. And, uh, you know, you don't need a five-star hotel. Sometimes you just need a place overnight to crash. You know, in the United States, it will average you somewhere between seven to a hundred dollars. I know that there is websites that, uh, offer you like a hotel site that is probably for 50 60 dollars but that has to be a same night hotel and sometimes the the locations that are available are not the most desirable so i'm not going to go into the specific details on how to do online online searching on kayak or travelocity or whatever you decide to use because i know you're pretty good at this but uh, the foreign medical grads really, really need to consider all these little things that sometimes we're not very acquainted with specifically if they don't have a United States Social Security, if they don't have a United States credit card, you're going to be using your international credit card, spending money in dollars, and then being charged with the, uh, how do you call it, the exchange in the currency that you guys have in your respective countries, plus any other additional fees. Other people might be spending cash or people might be using family funding. We heard of many guests that they usually have used many, many uh, relatives, parents that have actually borrowed them money like it happened to me. Uh, as I said early, get a credit card, get a credit card that offers travel benefits. Those are top notch. I have a couple of those. 
Uh, I have built some significant amount of mileage on those. Uh, I just took a whole vacation, for, for example, for about a week using just points. We just went hotel hopping in North Carolina. It was fantastic. And literally, we use credit card points, and we still have plenty of those. Uh, what we do is we do life expenses through that. We pay it at the end of the month. The points go revolving, and they just keep growing and growing and growing. Even if you don't use it, you try to use them before they expire. But I don't think this ever expire. Anyway. That's just an, a specific circumstance on how I did it or how I done it recently. But at the end, is all this uh, money invested worth it? Absolutely. Uh, many people have said that they only gain experience with the networking that they got from this, from the interaction from other colleagues. And obviously some people require some extra funding. How you decide to cover the cost for this? Well, uh, one thing, obviously, for FMGs, some of us had the need to work as an attending physician or as a GP in our country. We save money for a year or two, and then we decide to take on the process, sit down for the USMLEs, now with the OTE. By the way, we're going to be talking about that soon with a special guest that we have coming up, the English exam, the new exam by the SEFMG. Yeah, so you're going to either do that, you're going to be sponsored by a family or relative, you're going to just go into debt by requesting a loan in your country or a loan here in the United States if you are a United States citizen and so you have the means to do so. So, yeah, please notice this, this might not apply the same way for international medical grads, U.S. grads, U.S. US native, native citizens than it is for us foreign medical grads that came to this country without a visa or a social security card. One thing that I came across for international medical grads was to contact the school, medical school financial aid office to explore their particular scenario and you can find a way to speak with the financial advisor and maximize your federal student loans. Also, another choice, and we'll talk about this in a second, is to apply for a resident relocation loan, which will be a private loan offered by many financial institutions, banks, etc. And there is always the requirements to maximize these federal student loans. Uh, you have to understand if there is room in the standard cost of attendance for you to borrow against that? Are you up to the maximum allowance that you're giving on an annual basis? You must be obviously a US citizen, you might be enrolled in a medical school program, and you might be eligible for more loans or a new loan within that federal loan, but it all depends on the cap that you have uh, uh, yearly. And the other option is private loans. Uh, these private loans, if you have maxed out already your medical school uh, federal loans, you might uh, approach your financial advisor or your medical school. They might have a list of lenders, banking institutions, uh, uh, federal credit unions that offer a lender list that have terms and conditions that might vary, but in average, they stay competitive. But in general, they stay to stay competitive, they offer about the same, the same interest rate, and they usually max out as of 2020, somewhere between 15 and 18 thousand dollars. They might or might need, not need a cosigner. A cosigner here in the United States is a person that comes with you to the bank and that who has United States credit, and he just kind of commits himself with his credit score 
and signs the loan with you. And, and, and if you don't pay it on time, he'll be the responsible one for the loan. Having said that, I want to take advantage and in a second and a pause here to thank my friend Frank Soto, who is an emergency physician and currently a, a cosmetic specialist in Omaha, Nebraska, who I remember, despite the fact that I didn't have credit in the United States, him and his wife committed to be a co-signer for a loan for my first car in the United States. And I will never forget that. It was a difficult decision for him. I know it because I know how worried he was about me not paying this, but they made it. I did it. And I, I will always be thankful to Frank for having done this for me. So Frank, despite the fact that we haven't spoken in about 15, 20 years, I still love you. I don't know why we drifted apart, but uh, I wanted to reach out to you anyway. So consider that. And I came across a website that was created by a few medical students uh, called Smart Med Travel. Smart, M-S-A-R-T, Med for medicine, M-E-D, travel.com, smartmedtravel.com. And I will put a link uh, on the show notes. And, you know, it's pretty useful. It's a simple website, uh, not much to, into it. And there are some links and even uh, services to save on car rental. Also, some United States medical schools, for the ones that are attending medical school in the United States, have a hosting program that the people just volunteer themselves to be a host for applicants, and and they just kind of want to help back people back, and, and they do that. So please remember, people are going through the same situation. You know, don't forget to help others like you were help. In my case, I want to thank uh, Hernan Darío Pavón, Dr. Pavón. He's a psychiatrist, pain management specialist based in the Miami Fort Lauderdale area who offered me his fantastic apartment and a high rise in Brickell Key for a very affordable price. He gave me a private room and for about a year and a half or two, I lived in his place and he was always with his family really kind. So I, that really, really, really helped me. Anyway, guys, uh, remember, no matter how much this will cost you, uh, this investment is an investment in you. Well, before I wrap it up, let's let's talk about other considerations. Even if you plan well, you will definitely have some limits on your financial allowance. And most people do actually get impacted during the interviewing process, budgeting on how they're going to do this and will obviously have uh, an impact in f uh, the funding consideration. So let's say you have $5,000 it might impact on how many interviews and definitely will change the amount of programs that you will have to apply. So do a lot of thinking. And it will depend very much so in the interviews given that you will start thinking about the needs, your personal goals. Before you book the interviews, um, you need to balance the the needs and your goals, the balance the trade-offs of saving on interview costs versus presenting yourself to a program that might have a tremendous potential to present yourself as a good applicant and maybe get a fantastic position in a very desirable program. So consider all that. Not all the interviewing experiences are created equal. They differ by themselves. And, you know, for the people that have been on interviews, you know, Dr. Daniela Rodriguez has gone is going through her fourth cycle. And there is a burden, a mental burden, a cumulative effect of traveling and interviewing that could lead to burnout. So think in advance, plan well, and make very well informed decisions by attending only the interviews you need to go to, 
Gain the information you need before you go. Assess if you're a good fit for that program before you go. Determine if those programs that you're considering are really the programs that you really want to attend in the future. And really create a rank on order list that will support your ability and your capacity to match. Have realistic expectations. Realistic expectations. That's the most important thing. Last few things to consider. Remember, have clarity on the interests, values, and goals. Another one, learn as much as possible about every program before you arrive at every specific geographical location. Be armed with information obtained from researching and networking with colleagues and friends. Plan to be flexible. The interview process is very fluid and dynamic. You must plan mentally, emotionally, and physically to be very adaptable. Consider the time that you will be away from medical school, family, your country, and the time that you will be given by the immigration service on your visa to make those interviews during the allotted time, the allotted time. And remember, there is plenty of in, uh, resources on YouTube, on the internet. There is some resources from the ERAS, from the American Association of Medical Colleges or AAMC that might be free or come for a small cost. And as I said, $3,900 or $3,900, let's say $4,000 is the price tag. This is a highly volatile cost and it will depend on the market's change of the dollar uh, being traded on your specific currency in your country of origin. But be, be flexible and, and have a budget, plan ahead with your family, wife, significant others or yourself on how much money are you willing to invest. Because an investment in knowledge, remember, always will be paying the best interest. This is an investment on yourself. Having said that, we are wrapping up episode number 40. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Please, please, call to action. Give me a feedback. Go to iTunes. It's super easy. And drop me a feedback, a small comment. Five stars are greatly appreciated is the only way I grow, is the only way I move up on the rankings. I get a monthly, weekly, daily report on my statistics, on the amount of downloads, on the time that you have listened. So all this is crucial. And get a hold of me, Alonso J. Osorio at fmg-imgcast.com. Leave feedback, comments, questions, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, etc. And I'll be looking to hear back from you soon. Uh, be ready. For the future is just about to get more excited osoriomd.com thank you god bless you all and have a great fantastic fantastic interviewing process and an interviewing season i know COVID is not easy on us but just look at the positive outcome in life and the positive outlook and you'll be you'll be okay thanks for listening